Welcome back to the Dead Drop Game News Podcast, your secure download of video game news from across the industry, twice a week, in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Matthew Bliss, and we've got a few surprises in the news stories today. Turns out Valve was doing something very interesting to ban players who might be cheating, in addition to finding out more than we warranted about the Suicide Squad. I don't want to reveal too much, so let's get into the news. For all the stories from today's episode, head to deaddroppodcast.com, and these are the gaming headlines from the 27th of February, 2023. Sony's state of play at the end of last week was a bit of a surprise for me anyway, and we saw a bunch of content coming out for the PSVR 2. A lot of the time spent during that state of play was spent on that, but we also saw information from other games that are coming out on the platform, including Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Baldur's Gate 3, but of particular note is the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which has been teased and delayed for a very long time. It looks like it will be coming out soon, but we got a stronger look at the game itself. The first of the things that we would notice is that they're leaning into a live service platform for Suicide Squad. It's a little bit more of a schluter or a looter shooter than we would have expected it to be. But another hot button issue at the moment is the online only requirement for games such as these. And Suicide Squad is no different. This means that even if you're playing by yourself, you will still need to be connected to the internet in order to play the game. In Polygon's article, they talk about local co-op not being available or supported. Although we do know that Halo Infinite said that from the beginning, but there was a secret function in there that they eventually enabled. In any case, I don't think it left much of a sour note for people, as the PSVR 2 is getting even more rave reports about how well the system works compared to the first iteration of PlayStation VR, and the fact that there are so many games coming out for the system now that it's going to be supported by plenty of companies creating for the platform, and even a few older titles that we were told weren't going to make their way there are now starting to be developed for PSVR 2 specifically. So it wasn't all disappointment, but if you're interested to see what else was specifically included in the state of play, I'd urge you to check out the show notes and click the link at the very top of the news sources list. The DICE Awards have taken place in Las Vegas as we're wrapping up some of the award shows from 2022, and it does seem that God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring have taken a lot of the show. God of War Ragnarok walked away with a bunch of awards, including Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design, Adventure Game of the Year, and Outstanding Achievement in Story, while Elden Ring took a bunch of other awards as well, including Game of the Year. For these two games to win so many awards out of the 61 games total that was nominated, including Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, Marvel Snap, Tunic, and Dwarf Fortress. It's really no surprise compared to what happened last year, right? Another quick note as well, at the DICE Awards it was also announced that Tim Schafer was being inducted into the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame, him being the director of Double Fine and responsible for games such as Psychonauts, Psychonauts 2, Grim Fandango, and Broken Age. Valve came out last week and revealed one of its extreme measures but interesting measures to try and avoid cheaters in Dota, which is a game owned by Valve itself and also run on Steam. What they discussed is the idea of a honeypot, which was a small section of data inside the game client, which would be stored in memory, 
but could be exploited by cheat engines or cheat software. And it made it very easy for Valve to drop the ban hammer because whenever they saw cheating software accessing that data, knowing that the game itself doesn't use it at all, that was a very clear indicator to them that they would be able to ban the player and it wouldn't be a mistake or an error. You're probably thinking to yourself, why would they talk about this publicly if it's a method that works so well? Well, they have come out and decided to talk about it to try and curb further cheating and to show how successful that method has been. And while cheaters being aware of this method will be able to anticipate it and try to circumvent it in future iterations of software, the purpose here isn't to reinvent the wheel, but instead to make a show for people who are trying to cheat in games and say, maybe don't try this, because you never know what kind of innovative and interesting measures we can use to drop that ban hammer. The Ukrainian government has spoken out against Atomic Heart, which released last week, and I think I mentioned on a previous episode as well, but they want it removed from the storefronts in the Ukraine and are urging for it to be removed in storefronts across the planet as well because of its links to Russia, being a Russian development studio. And in addition to that, the content of the game, somewhat satirizing or romanticizing Soviet Russia and military themes that really run against what Ukraine is currently trying to fight against. Coming out of reviews, it seems that Atomic Heart is a fairly average game, although if the Ukrainian government said nothing, then they might be missing an opportunity for themselves. While there are people who will comment that this is probably going a bit too far, especially as I think that the studio who created Atomic Heart has tried its best to separate from Russia's military intentions, at least on the government's part. But again, if Ukraine let this stuff stand, then where would they be? A little bit more on the day before trademark dispute, a game which has been pulled from Steam stores and extended its deadline from nine months, simply it seems because a calendar app based in Korea shares a same name. They are taking extreme measures to protect their trademark rights, which have existed for decades, it seems. But in Eurogamer, we can see that the studio, Fantastic, hasn't made any further comment on the dispute at this stage. Nintendo has come out and confirmed that it will not be attending E3 this year. Not sure anyone would be surprised by that, but there you go. And very quickly, you might remember the Embracer group bought up the rights to the Lord of the Rings. Well, they've decided to try and sign another set of major movie deals drawing from that source material. Now onto specific game news, and there's a game that I think you need to check out was announced at the state of play. It's called Humanity from Tetsuya Mitsuguchi, who is famously known for Res, and it looks bonkers. It seems like it's human resource machine combined with, I don't even know. I've linked an article specifically in the show notes. Just check it out and let me know what you think. Elden Ring has sold 20 million copies now, where by the end of March last year, it had sold 13.4 million, and by August, it was 16.6 million. So while it's slowing down a bit, that's still an incredible number of sales. In the same vein, and despite the controversy, Hogwarts Legacy has hit 12 million copies sold and $850 million in revenue in two weeks. Warner Brothers Games has said that this is their most successful and biggest launch to date. 
EA is secretly, or not so secretly, polling some specific users to see if they want a remake of Dead Space 2 or 3. I think with the fanbase collectively acknowledging the success of the Dead Space remake recently, it's more than likely that they're going to make a couple of follow-ups as well. Sons of the Forest, the sequel to the hit survival game The Forest, has sold millions in the first 24 hours of release. Selling over 2 million copies is no mean feat, especially as the original didn't get that far until 2018, but it has been a famed and favourite survival horror title for quite a long time. If you're a subscriber to Sony's PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium tiers, then you'll be delighted to know that the March titles available to you will be Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, Ghostwire Tokyo, Rainbow Six Extraction, Chia, and Immortals Phoenix Rising. And lastly, if you're a PC gamer and a big spender, then it might behoove you to know that Steam has released all of its sales that will be happening over 2023. While it hasn't released the games that will be on sale, at least you can anticipate when the next big sale will be coming. And for us, the next big one is the Spring Sale from 16th to the 23rd of March. And those are the big gaming headlines for the 27th of February, 2023. For show notes, transcripts and more, head to deaddroppodcast.com. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. And make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.